Hello, you guys. This is Dilo here with another episode of Dilo Discussions. We promote wellness, spirituality, and self-awareness. As a collective, we spread perspectives on the hottest topics. So this week, we are going to be talking about um, some self-awareness and things like that. I wanted to bring up some um, philosophies that I actually have discovered, um, and I feel like I am dealing with this thing, and so I know other people are dealing with this and trying to overcome um, certain addictions and things. So I wanted to to first start by um, talking to you guys. Well, hold on. Actually, I I first want to start by letting you guys know how I've been. If you guys are new, my name is D-Lo. You guys can follow me on Instagram at D-Lo, the model with two E's for the. And um, I am a podcaster that um, basically talks about spirituality, self-awareness, and just some things that I have picked up on through my journey of life. And I want to share these perspectives and challenge everyone uh, with a different perspective that's coming from me and special guests that I have on ever so often. So I want to tell you guys here lately, I've been doing good. Um, I have been eating clean a little bit. I'm pescatarian, as, as you guys know. I am trying to work my way um, to being a vegan. I was vegetarian for a while, but now I'm pescatarian and I'm trying to become vegan. I know, I know, I know, I know. But um, God has been dealing with me about that. Uh, so, but I've been good. I've been feeling good. Uh, I'm excited to get back home to Arkansas. Um, I leave uh, Iowa this Friday, so... Um, I, it's very, very cool whenever I figure out where the listeners are listening from, and it's just very great, like, I know this is so random, but it's so great that, like, it's people from all over the world that's tuning into D-Lo Discussion, so, if you haven't already, uh, subscribed, follow this podcast, um, you should, you know, uh, you should allow yourself to challenge other people's perspectives and, you know, Maybe, you know, one of these days you'll be like, wow, like I'm going through this right now and she's talking about it on the podcast and, you know, it helps you out. Um, that's really all I want for this podcast is just to promote um, self-awareness, spirituality and just overall mindfulness. And um, so I wanted to talk about um, emotional addictions and I know when you hear that, you're like, oh, well, how can you be addicted to emotions? And there are a lot of ways that we unconsciously actually are addicted to emotions. And I want to first uh, start by saying that we get addicted to our emotions and have them play out daily because we make ourselves victims to emotions, Um, you know, with just simply having a lack of self-control. Um, in a lot of situations, we rather react than to just understand a situation for what it is and move on from that situation. Um, and uh, I wanted to bring up that when I say that we are addicted to emotions, 
I mean that we feed every emotion that we encounter on a daily and we give it validity by actually carrying out that emotion into an action. And that can be super, you know, that could be super addictive because you're feeling it. You know, you're getting nine times out of ten when you're feeling emotions, you get a little bit of dopamines and dopamines really it's kind of like a high it's like an excitement for your brain and it really does trigger those nerves you know that bring out dopamines whenever you are uh, feeling emotions and you know when you're feeling excited and you get that weird sensation of feeling you know aka emotions actually being carried out you know um or you act on them um, for lack of better terms, I honestly believe that not every emotion that we have, we should express. We should not express every emotion that we have. And that's not me saying that you should ignore your feelings and toughen up. It's me saying control what you're feeling and realize that that emotion that you're feeling isn't actually what you got to give off. Um, Like, for example, like a real life example, um, somebody can, like today, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell y'all what happened to me today. So I was working out and this man had actually, uh, I seen him work out in there a few times or whatever. But the thing is, I was working out this particular time and he was in there and so um, he gave me, um, well, he asked me for uh, my number and I gave him my number. And so while I did that, you know, I'm feeling excited. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you know, he's not really my usual type, but just the way he came at me was very charming. So I, I appreciated that enough to let him have my number. And so, you know, I'm feeling excited, all these dopamines. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting this little high or whatever. I'm feeling like a little girl. You know, um, and so me feeling those those feelings, I actually carried them out by um, entertaining conversations, things like that. But I found out that his intentions were not the same intentions that I have. You guys, I am on a celibate journey and he was trying to end that journey for me. And, you know. It's totally fine to be having sex. Like, it's totally fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with having sex. It's nothing wrong with having sex at all. But the thing is, just where I am right now, like, while I'm going through spiritual awakenings, I'm going to speak about that later on. While I'm going through spiritual awakenings, I don't like to be tied in with nobody romantically, nobody sexually, none of that. Because when you're going through spiritual awakening, it's about you getting closer to spirit and it's more fast paced than usual because spirit is giving you all these downloads, you know, to help you further, um, to help you further, um, what's the word to help you further grow into who you are meant to be at your highest potential. And so basically to tie this in with what I'm talking about is that I was emotionally addicted so right then, I'm on, I'm on a hook. I'm expecting, you know, the charm to still go, all of those things. But then right when he hit me with the truth, 
of what his intentions were, it disappointed me. And so for reasons that we should not be emotionally addicted is simply, it could be disappointment. It could be uh, other things that I'm going to talk to you guys about, which uh, is so like when you may be feeling... Oh, so so basically, let me let me finish that out though. So basically, yeah, like I I started feeling you know bad. I started to question myself, like why why am I being, uh, why why couldn't he just be up front from with me from the beginning instead of like making me feel, making me think, and it's just like no. We are all control of our own emotions. Like, I'm literally not mad at this guy or anything. I have no emotions towards towards him. Like, you know, if anything, I'm happy that he he was honest enough, you know, uh, to eventually tell me his intentions behind everything. And the thing is, we shouldn't allow people to be the antagonist of our emotions. You made me feel this way, so... You're this, 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 um, you know, and that's really not healthy because the thing is we have to take self-accountability that we allow ourselves to feel these emotions before we even express them to people. And then we take it a step further to express these emotions to people. Sometimes we take it an even step further and give an action behind these emotions that we're feeling and you know, we have to hold ourselves accountable with understanding that even if somebody was to, let's say somebody just beat my ass and, you know, I'm I'm having emotions of like fear, anxiety, hurt, uh, you know, all of these things, pain. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel that, you know, no matter what, you know, I'm going to feel those things because, you know, it's dealing with nerves and everything just as well as, um, just as well as uh, emotions that come in other ways, you know, that don't have to be physical pain. Um, but the thing is, we allow ourselves to heal, right? Whenever we are hurt in any physical way, we, are, we allow ourselves to heal. And we have to allow ourselves, whenever we're dealing with emotions that are uh, just vocal, you know, that doesn't have to deal with people hitting us, people... Uh, emotionally hurting us, whatever the case may be, physical, whatever the case may be, we have to allow ourselves to take that emotion. And if we can see where healing can start, you need to have it start right there. Because what I'm about to go into is how people take emotions from one bad situation, like a breakup, like losing a job, like confrontation with your family or whatever the case may be. You take these emotions from things that has happened and you carry it on with you for the rest of your life. That's not healthy. You have to allow yourself to heal, not just from situations, but you have to allow your emotions to heal so that whenever you're going about things, you don't go about it uh, with only the perspective that you have. Because a lot of times we go into situations with perspectives that only we have, and then we still have those those emotions of, I'm not understood, 
or I don't feel like they understand me or whatever the case may be. Um, so what I wanted to get into next, I'm so excited to talk about this. It still has to do with emotional addictions. Um, we can feel sad and instead of making our actions come off, uh, we substitute the sadness for anger or madness so that we won't seem as weak in situations. And this is a form of emotional addiction because it doesn't solve the issue. It just makes us more addicted and make us more addicted to emotions and not only just emotions, but victimhood, which is essentially, I believe, I don't know, quote me if I'm wrong, but uh, don't quote me if I'm wrong, my bad. Um, but um, it makes us addicted to victimhood. Uh, and that essentially, you know, don't quote me if I'm wrong, is a emotion. Feeling like a victim is an, an, a real emotion. And um, when you give... When when you when you are feeling a emotion, you have to understand that you have to create a vulnerability with your emotions before anybody else can create a vulnerability with your emotions. Like if you cannot understand and you don't allow yourself to sort your emotions and understand your emotions and control your emotions, how can we expect other people to be vulnerable enough to reach outside of their perspective of what they're feeling to understand how we're feeling. And so um, a lot of people don't show, you know, essentially compassion. Whenever you are feeling an emotion, you don't want to give somebody compassion because at the end of the day, you're feeling what you're feeling still. But when you when you are vulnerable enough with your own emotions, you can sit in them and you can control it. And you can understand it. And you can then allow yourself to understand and place yourself in the same position as another person to be able to understand how they're feeling and be able to see how that made them feel in the first place. See where that emotion came from, essentially, in the first place. And so um, I feel like this is a really good topic because I know for me, like, and, you know, everybody does this, like, regardless of you wanna, wanting to admit this or not, but I know I can admit it for myself. It's been times where I felt sadness, but instead of me allowing myself to be vulnerable in my own emotions so that other people can understand that emotion behind, you know, what, what, how I'm moving, how I'm thinking, or whatever the case may be, when you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable first with your own emotions you won't allow people to understand you and in that we have this humans we got this weird thing of instead of expressing how I'm really feeling I'm gonna express this emotion that I'm not feeling at all and I'm just gonna pull it from right out of my ass and make everybody believe that I feel this way instead and that's not being strong a lot of times you know I'm a black woman, and so a lot of times as a black woman, we feel like we have to put on a brave face. When we feel scared, we feel like we got to put on a strong face when we don't feel understood. And we have to put on a, 
cocky attitude when we don't feel loved. And so um, with that, I just want everybody to know, like, stop that. Like, stop it. Because you're allowing yourself to create a delusion of emotions behind a emotional addiction. Because essentially, you're choosing to switch out those emotions because you feel like you still have to have emotions backed up behind situations that you may not like. A lot of times, it would make us sad when we lose somebody. And, you know, rightfully so, you should go through Grieving. Grieving is an emotion. There's nothing wrong with expressing your emotions. But the thing is, it's a time, it's a place. No matter no matter what. Because you should not be crying about somebody's death at Chuck E. Cheese. There's a time, there's a place. And I know that may come off super harsh, but you guys, like, this hard this world is already hard enough on us. And so it's some hard things that we're gonna have to do for ourselves. On our own. And a lot of time it's a lot of mindfulness, a lot of mental, you know, that's how you grow. When you when you learn how to disassociate yourself from emotions just because in your reality this emotion seems fitting, you know. We learn, you know, we're we're first programmed through TV. Some of us has never been in love ever in our life. But when we watch a romantic movie, we start getting emotional. We start getting, you know, feeling like, oh, I want to be in love. We start to feel like love is so, like, like, like we know what it is, you know. And it's because we're, we're, we're programmed, you know. Whether you want to accept it or not, we're programmed. <laughs> if, you, if, if you've watched television, you are programmed. There's a way to unprogram yourself. But the, with the way this world is, it's always going to be a part of you that is programmed because... If you're not programmed in this world, it's not much that you really can put up with in this world. And I feel like the people who are not programmed are the most that people call crazy. But they're essentially just not programmed. So, of course, they look crazy to everybody else that have been fed a narrative, you know, since their birth. But... Everybody's programmed. You're programmed through your morals. You're programmed through television. You're programmed through your traditions. You're programmed through anything. It could be a good programming and a bad programming. But essentially, everybody is programmed. You got a job. You're programmed. So um, I don't know why I got into that, but I got into that. Um, So um, I wanted to further talk about um, this topic because I essentially want to be a therapist and something that I know I'm going to have to work with whenever it comes to my clients is them telling me how they really feel instead of how they rather have felt in a situation. And nine times out of ten, it's because a person thinks that they're weak. A person thinks that they're not, they're not worthy. A person just thinks essentially down about themselves. And so they substitute emotions that they really feel for emotions they feel like they should feel instead. And it's to keep them safe, you know, within that victim mentality of, I'm just going to put this emotion out there instead of like, um, 
actually expressing myself and holding myself accountable for my emotions if that emotion is valid enough to bring up to people because you guys we all know we'd be feeling emotions that are not actually valid at all and we express them to people and we expect them to understand baby they're not going to understand and that's totally fine but um uh, i wanted to talk about this because a lot of people that got anger issues and things like that a lot of times they act off in anger because they rather show anger than sadness because either it was a time in their life where they saw someone or they were truly sad and they weren't able to that person or they were not able to uh either express that or get understanding after expressing their sadness. So instead, they carry that on for the rest of their life of instead of expressing sadness, I'm just going to express anger because when I express sadness, I'm not understood. When I express anger, motherfuckers move around and motherfuckers choose not to like me. And, you know, that's never okay. Like, um... And wanting to be a high vibrational person, you have to understand that no matter how a person acts towards you, no matter anything, like we have to maintain our higher self, especially around people that don't want to see us reach our highest potential mentally, physically spiritually all of that like you really gotta kill people with kindness you know and that's my advice to the people that feel like oh I'm not hurt so instead I'm going to uh, express anger whenever you are feeling these emotions and you're wanting to choose anger instead think about choosing killing people with kindness instead and watch how that play out instead of you feeding a person you know, what they really want. You know, some people actually want you to get angry with them, want you to yell with them and all of that. But you guys, all of that is not worth it. It's not worth it. Like being a high vibrational being, like I'm not saying that, oh, you should never argue. My thing is you you should choose your battles. And most of the battles that you're going to fight, you shouldn't be vocal at all. The best revenge is just silence. Uh, I heard somebody say, um, sorry to the men, but to the women out there, I heard somebody say that a woman's power is her silence. So anybody that's dealing with wanting to emotionally switch uh, is what I'm going to call it. Whenever it comes to your emotions, uh, switching out your your actual emotion for a emotion that you're more comfortable with expressing, um, you definitely should express them. Uh, but when you feel like you cannot express them and it's a person that you feel like you just cannot be vulnerable with your emotions with, like just kill the whole situation with kindness or just don't speak on how you feel because some people will take how you feel and make it times 10, you know, the next second. So, you know, you got to be mindful of that as well. You just got to use a lot of discernment, but express your emotions. 
express your emotions when you are dealing with people who actually give a fuck. Everybody else, though, like, I'm not saying don't express it, but just have a limit to which emotions you express. Because motherfuckers will, if they hear that, that, that you having a good day, when they having a bad day, baby, they will turn your good day into a bad day real quick, okay? And I would hate for that to happen. I know this could be a little bit confusing where it's like, uh, she's talking about being emotional to addic- uh, being addicted to emotions. She's saying don't express them because you shouldn't, you know, uh, give validity to every emotion. I'm saying that, but I'm also saying express to the people that you know. You know in your soul who you can go to. Go to them. That's it. Um, but, um, it is a form of emotional addiction because nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with the situation when you, when you emotionally switch. Um, and so I wanted to talk about another, um, emotional addiction, um, is default emotional reactions, like emotional habits like um the reason why everybody should heal before they get into another relationship the reason why everybody should hold themselves accountable for their last relationship whether they feel like they've done nothing wrong or whatever the case may be it is always some accountability that you need to take and you know it takes two to make something work and i don't care how much you may think that you are holier than thy but you have to hold yourself accountable for even the small things uh, just so that God can understand that you understand where you may have not been your best person. You haven't reflected the best self and you owe it to yourself to let yourself know that you, you didn't do your best so that you can uh, do your best. And talking about default emotional reactions is like, you know, you get out of a relationship and you don't heal. Like, like, let's say you get out of a relationship and you don't heal. You go into the next relationship with the same emotional baggage. That's the same as default emotional reactions. Like, it's your, it's your, it's your set way of fixing things. Like, you're, like, let's say this new relationship, you find that he's not communicating to you as much as you probably would like. And so, you know, let's just say you've dealt with that in the past. And now, and from the first relationship, you thought that expressing the best way to express yourself was to not say anything about it. Let's say in your first relationship, you you don't say nothing. You used to be like, oh, this is how he is. I just got to, I just got to live with this. He's just, he's just, he's, he's just not really big on communicating like that or whatever. Then you go into the next relationship and you see that, and you like, you don't ever try to communicate. I hate that you ain't, you, you, don't, you don't tell me how you feel. This, 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 this. You don't talk to me enough. You don't let me know how you feel. Do you even want me? Like, you know, you go into all of that with the next relationship. And then you're, 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 you're going through a default of this is what happened. You know, this is the variable of uh, they're they're not communicating, so I'm going to be quiet 
and then the next relationship, they're not communicating. So I'm mad that they're not communicating. And really, nine times out of ten, whenever it comes to people actually um, feeding into their emotional habits, um, you really you really start to understand that the same variables in the first incident is not the same variables in the second incident because the first incident, you chose not to say nothing. Second incident, bitch, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you tell them? But instead, you, you instead of not wanting to communicate and try something different, you chose to carry out with the same default emotion of instead of talking to them about it, I'm going to uh, give them any other emotion but what they deserve. When you're in a relationship, like, you should talk to people, like, about the things that you need more of and some things that you probably need them to pull back on or whatever the case may be. I don't think that was just the best example, but the further get into it is um, think of a default emotional reaction as... You know when people that are traumatized and they go, like, when certain actions happen, they have default emotions that they express in that action that may be completely different from the first trigger that they have experienced. And it could throw people off. Um, I'm going to be vulnerable enough to uh, let you guys know that I actually am working through my default emotional reactions. And a lot of times people that deal with emotional default um, reactions is that they have been traumatized in their life before they ha- and they're being triggered. A lot of times we act on our default uh, emotions because we are triggered by something. Because um, that individual can literally do nothing to you. But, you know, you... You act based off of the emotion that whatever they did or said gives you. And um, with that, I wanted to share an example. Um, I, I, I have dated somebody where I use really, really bad default emotional reactions. Uh, they could do something, say something that makes a certain emotion come out of me. And so I would get triggered and instead of expressing uh that certain emotion i may do like like i like i was talking about before um i may actually feel i may actually express another emotion instead of expressing what i was actually authentically feeling and i also used to um i also used to um do exactly default emotional reactions like whenever it came to uh a partner that I used to be with, um, I would, I would um, react in a certain way based off of what they said, and my emotions would assume that that action was uh, was intended for whatever a past trigger had made me express. I would feel like they had the same intentions that another past uh, situation did. And I would assume that and I would express something that would completely throw them off and then be like, why do you even feel like that? 
when I'm just simply saying da 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 da, or when I'm just simply doing da 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 da, why is it that this is bothering me? It's a default emotional reaction. A lot of times we just assume because we go through such a fast-paced life, we don't bother to ask questions. We don't bother to sit back and just register shit. You know, I know in the past, like, like that's why I don't date now because I'm still working on myself. Like, with my um, default emotional reaction, I still have a bad, really bad habit of assuming people's actions uh, and... Not sometimes having, I'm not going to lie, I really have a bad way always thinking the worst of people's intentions, like with me, because a lot of people's intentions with, with me have never really been what they put out, you know, and what they put out in front of me, what they put out in front of the world, whatever the case may be. But that is never an excuse because no matter no matter what anybody do to me, I still have to reach that higher potential in myself, no matter what. I still got to, that's, that's still the goal. So no matter what that comes along as an excuse, a.k.a. distraction, it's on me. Um, and so to get away from emotional addictions, I hope you guys appreciate it. And we talking about that. Um, I hope you guys grasp um a lot of what was said and um i wanted to talk about this next topic of letting our wisdom grow and what i mean by that is that we have to understand as young adults we still have limited beliefs whether we want to believe that we are the most understanding we are the most knowing we are the most educated we are the most we are a realism you know, whatever whatever you want to say. Um, and I say that because we haven't experienced all of what life is for us to know at all, like essentially. And we have to allow ourselves to see new experiences as growth, not as either black or white. Like a lot of people experience things and they put it into a category of whether it was a good experience or bad experience. I have been shifting my mind into understanding that every experience isn't neither bad or good. It's for growth. And whether, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, well, if you've been through that, 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 like, that's bad. That's tragic. But it's still growth. If I'm if I am able to live through it, it's growth. And so um, I just wanted to talk about. You know, it's crazy, like, I am part of, you know, this growing generation that is, you know, very much receiving a lot of back backlash from, like, generations that birthed us. And something I can appreciate about the generation before mine is that they were okay with, um, they were okay with What's the word? They were okay with um, accepting that they did not know it all. I'm trying to look for a better word, but they were just so accepting of understanding they do not know it all. The thing I do not like about my generation is that a lot of us act like we know it all and that we got all the answers, but it's just like we don't know it all, and that's okay. If anything, not knowing it all 
is actually keeping yourself safe. <laughs> but I'm not saying, oh, so suppress, don't understand, don't seek knowledge. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, whenever you don't seek knowledge, you know, you really ain't gonna know shit. But um, I really do appreciate that about the generation before mine that they were okay with saying, we don't got all the answers. And I feel like that's why the generation literally before us is the gen like they look good. Like these women look good in their thirties and their forties. Like for real, for real. I'm twenty one years old and you know, I'm part of the growing generation that is before everyone, you know, that everybody's judging. But, you know, I I love I love my generation, but I will admit that we do pretend like we know it all and it's just like, baby, we just got grown. We just got grown. Like we know we you know, we know enough right now, but we gotta let ourselves grow in order to obtain new things. And I wanted to get into that because we have to use uh self accountability when we make new observations. Um so a hypothesis can be presented. And what I mean by that is that we have to hold ourselves accountable whenever it comes to new uh perspectives. Like it could be not even you express uh experiencing something but like for instance like it's a lot of people in our generation that do not agree with transgenderism it's a lot of people in our generation who does but the thing is though how i honestly i'm gonna tell you how i feel i honestly feel like be who you want to be but also understand not everybody has to like who you are being a black woman, I've came into this world understanding that I'm black, I'm beautiful, but not everybody thinks that. Not everybody even thinks that I should even be here. And that's totally fine. We I feel like we we just have to understand that we have to we have to create first in our own selves uh why we matter and stick with that. And then it will slowly exude itself out to everybody else. Um but yeah, basically, I wanted to basically talk about the uh, the fact that like it's a lot of people in my generation that, and generations before uh, mine that believe that gen that that believe that transgenderism is some people even believe that it is a uh, what's it called a mental illness, but you know I really I really do not agree with that. Like that is the most craziest thing ever to to think that it's a mental illness to to like know for a fact that like the body that you're in doesn't give you comfort the body that you're in you don't love you don't even identify with it at at all and it's been the body that you've been forced to be in this whole time i don't understand why people don't have sympathy just towards that in itself and then take a further step into understanding I understand that perspective of not feeling like uh what what is what is you know being uh seen by the world isn't actually who you are on the inside and you know when people go and get their uh procedures done and they're taking their hormones like we if anything we should be supportive of that because first of all they're they're bold enough to understand that this is going to change their body forever and 
they're, they are bold enough to understand that even though this society does not want me to, to further, further um, love myself and to further do what's best for my body, that's crazy. Like, I don't understand how somebody could have a problem with what somebody is trying to do to their body to make them feel more like themselves. So that they can be able to live the life they want to live. Because think about it. If you're born a man, a lot of people is going to put morals and traditions on you. But if you know that your soul does not actually connect to your body, that like, I just just don't understand when people don't understand that simple ideology, especially spiritual people. And I'm gonna kind of get into it. I am, y'all. I have transgender uh, friends, um, and knowing what they have had to go through and is still going through at this moment, it's just crazy how even spiritual people think that it can be a mental illness. Some people say it's even beyond that. Some people say, I'm not even gonna get into to it. But it's just crazy how they would simply pin all this stuff on people that they don't even know. Like, you don't, like, my thing is, how is it a mental illness, like, when there are transgender geniuses out here? Now, correct me if I'm ignorant, if, uh, if geniuses can have mental illnesses. I really don't know. I really genuinely don't know. So I don't know, but I just I just don't see how that connects. Like but um what I was talking about was basically that like I just feel like everybody should really hold themselves accountable first. Whenever you don't understand somebody's perspective, understand that you have to hold yourself accountable. Why don't you believe in that perspective? And don't make it have to do with religion. Don't make it have to deal with tradition. Don't make it have to deal with the way you think life should go. Take what that person is saying, understand that perspective, and use logic behind it. Like, it's simple. It's so simple to me. Because whenever you allow somebody to share their perspective, it's a new observation. And when we allow ourselves to observe and, you know, uh, understand uh, somebody's uh, position in their perspective, we allow ourselves to grow. And a lot of times growth can be blocked, especially by religion, because it's meant to control. And so the thing is, I believe as humans, we are supposed to share our perspectives so that we can grow and evolve. I believe that the world will be so much more more further and better if people just take away association to what makes them them and trade it for somebody's perspective and observations that they made in their life so that you could understand somebody else. Because when we try to think about our own self and our own identity, they did not go through that. Only you did. So 
with that, I wanted to bring up this as well. Uh, these uh, zero ver- uh, ver- uh, variable is a variable that controls an action in someone's life. So the government having us work, you know, with unfair wages, uh, you know, we, we don't want to. But because of the zero variable being the government, the government controls the economy. And so I'm bringing that up to say that whenever it comes to uh, whatever it comes to trying to understand somebody, understand that there is always going to be a zero variable. That's, that's, that's what I meant to say, a zero variable. And a zero variable is just simply uh, the things that you don't see within within understanding a situation because of your own perspective. Rich people could never understand that, oh, the government got y'all in a chokehold like that? Could never be me. It is simply because they don't have that zero variable. And so when understanding you know, they don't have that zero variable of understanding our perception. And so whenever it comes to understanding people, we have to understand there's always going to be a zero variable that's going to be something that we have to uh, observe so that we can make a, so that we can understand people's uh, hypothesis and why they act, why they do, why they did, whatever they did, so that, uh, so that, you know, understanding can be presented because we have to understand a hypothesis within somebody's uh, perspective. And what I mean by hypothesis is we have to understand somebody's um, life, reasoning, uh, other variables that may go into whatever topic or whatever the case may be. I just really uh, wanted to talk about this because... It allows our wisdom to grow when we understand that there are other factors on why people's lives go the way that it goes. Not everybody has the same blueprint. Not everybody has the same uh, lifestyle in order to go by the same uh, book that that you may uh, see as, you know, valid for you. And so I wanted to speak on that because I really do, I really have been allowing my wisdom to grow, uh, allowing other people's perspective, other people's lifestyle be what I use to understand them. And um, I wanted to talk about, um, I want to talk about imaginary audience. Ooh, this should be interesting. I was so eager to talk to you guys about this because oh, this podcast I'm still gonna be a little long, y'all. That's good though. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about imaginary audience and uh, whether it's social media, friends, relationships, and essentially, a imaginary audience is our ego wanting to entertain someone. And it could be simply like, um, you ever like, come on, y'all, be real. Y'all ever like check your Instagram to see if like you got a notification? You're looking for that imaginary audience. You're expecting 
you know, uh, and the thing is, nobody is a real audience unless you are, you know, a star, a star, but you know, these is on, you know, we all gonna get there. But the thing is like, I want to talk about imaginary audiences because, uh, this first topic is, um, personality roles, uh, just because uh, you are like, I just want to go into this, just because you are seen as a funny friend, you're that friend that makes everybody kiki, you're that friend that keeps everybody entertained, or the person who is always, always out of a relationship, and people label you as that friend that just don't got no man, simply because she ain't want no man, or she can't keep a man, whatever the case may be. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to commit to that role your whole life. And I will be the first one to tell you, you do not have to be that person your whole life. Because I see on social media certain people not being who they are because of this imaginary audience of pressure. Feeling like, oh, I got to be this certain way because people, people know me for this. People know me for that. Fuck that, okay? I'll be the first one to say, baby, I love you being you. Okay? I'll be the first one to say, I love you being you. Okay? Uh, I love you because you're you. You're yourself. Um, if you needed that validation, you needed that affirmation, there you go. But um, a lot of people feed into a imaginary audience and they are afraid to change. They're afraid to move a different way outside of what their imaginary audience is expecting of them. Because the thing is, though, I know for me, I like people who are always evolving. Like, please do not be the same person you were from high school. Please do not carry that into adulthood. Please. I don't care what it is. Don't do that. Please allow yourself to grow. Um, And I also wanted to talk to you guys about allowing yourself to share your new relationships like with your uh your 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 new relationship with your self-development I don't mean like you know be putting your business out there I mean like allow yourself yourself to share your new relationship with yourself um you know allow people to see your self-development as you're realizing that you're growing of whether you're growing from a old part of who you were or whether you're just growing in an area more uh, and more each day or whatever the case may be, share your self-development because this allows people to support and and encourage your self-discovery and allows you to also see the people who are not um, happy with your growth. And that's just simply people being like, why are they acting like that? They don't even be acting like that. Like, baby, rip me out the plastic. I be acting brand new. Like, for real, for real, for real. Like, don't allow, like, allow yourself to rip yourself out that motherfucking plastic and be brand new and share your your, your newness with people. Because it's also going to help, like, it's also going to help within your friend group. Whenever you allow yourself to show your growth, even share your growth, like, with conversations or whatever the case may be like it doesn't have to be just like you um 
you uh, showing your, your growth in a visual way. Like if you never go to the gym and then you decide to go, like it's not just about showing, oh, I'm in the gym. Ow. Like it's about like telling people like, oh my God, like the gym is doing this. The gym is doing that for me. Allow people to support and encourage your self-development. And it's your self-development is going to come so much more easier to you after you allow people to see that because then it's going to start reflecting off of you into the relationships that you that you have with people in your life and um i wanted to talk to you about uh this other thing uh, that ties into it with uh personality roles like oh and also like people that are in relationships like don't be afraid to change in that relationship and I say that because I had that really bad, like, growing up, like, I, I don't know, I've always, I actually, uh, I I was super shy and everything, and I, I don't know, I grew up super shy, I'm still shy, like, to this day, like, still shy to this day, uh, and I wanted to talk about this, this thing about relationships, because uh, a lot of times when you get into a relationship, you actually think that, um, you actually think that you have to remain the person that they met. And the thing is, whenever you are changing, share that with your partner so that they can encourage you and support you and understand who you are becoming because it could be confusing. Like, and I say that because like, y'all, the relationship that I was in, like, uh, or whatever, y'all, like, I actually, um, I was super shy. Like, I was super shy. I was super um, reserved, all of that. Like, now I am not. And I know that that thrown off uh, the person that I used to be with. And I was too scared to let them support me in my becoming more confident, becoming a little cocky with myself, a little, you know, feeling myself I was kind of like I don't know if I want to like express to them that like I feel more uh outgoing I feel these ways or whatever the case may be and it was mainly because I was like what if they're not gonna like that about me like what if they actually liked that I was super shy and super to myself and didn't talk like I didn't have a podcast I didn't have any of that going on like at all but like in the midst of that relationship I had uh, gained enough confidence to share my perspective with you guys and the rest of the world um so I brought that up just to say that like even whenever it comes to relationships allow people to support your self-development and your Support you and allow people to encourage your self-discovery. That's the word. Self-discovery. Um, so that, you know, you can see, like, who's who's really there for your growth and who's really there, you know, just to be able to uh, feed off of you and make you, you know, remain the same. Um, the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about is... Um, how to be a professional loner. Y'all, 
I'm F-R-E-E, -E. mm, mm, mm. that means I ain't got a word that no cheat. So, y'all, I'm going to show y'all how to be a professional loner and how I've been just exuding bad bitch in my loneliness. Like, for real, like, for real, for real. Simple as I want to say, by making sure that you're not wasting your time. Because it's easier to waste time when you're... No, it's probably easier to waste time when you're with people than by yourself. But I feel like, let me just say this, you guys. Like, I'm still working through this. But the thing is, like, with me being a professional loner, I'm not just so, so professional. But let's just say, I'm just going to give y'all some tips on what I have been doing. So, um, so being a professional lo uh, loner, you have to gain confidence first. Uh, to be seen alone, because when you seen alone and you ain't got confidence, you're going to try to flock to a group like you're going you're gonna to try to do that or you're going to look awkward and look like, oh, she she lonely as fuck. She want to be entertained. Like, no, you got to gain confidence to understand that it's OK to be alone and it's OK to be seen alone. OK. And another thing I wanted to share was understanding you don't have to be entertained for you to be a professional loner like you don't have to entertain yourself with things at all you don't have to entertain yourself with tiktok movies people uh just to be a professional loner loner like it's been times where i've just sat and i've just watch the outside be outside or I just uh simply just chill in silence I meditate I just sit in my own thoughts or whatever like you don't have to be uh like you don't have to find something entertaining in order to be a professional loner um but you do need to fill your time up with things but it doesn't have to be entertainment. It could be simply going to the gym. The gym is not entertainment. That shit hurts. At least for me. That shit hurts. Okay? That shit will make you... I don't know, y'all. Like, I just started back going back. So right now, I'm not, I'm not that person that's like, oh, my God, the gym is just so exciting. I'm like, damn. Like, I really got to go in here to get a fatter ass. Like, why? But... Uh, going to the gym is a is a uh, another way. Um, but yeah, like understand you don't have to be uh, entertained to be doing something. OK, you could simply be, you know, on your lonely things like just chilling, shit, taking a nap, shit, stargazing, like something like you don't you don't have to be uh you don't have to be entertained. Like, it doesn't have to be a movie or whatever. Like, you can't even entertain yourself. Like, I'm just saying that, like, you don't have to be entertained by something to be doing something, okay? <laughs> to be by yourself. Um, You also have to understand that even if you're alone, you're not wasting time. That's, that's uh, kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like, I know for me, whenever I first started allowing myself to just sit in my loneliness, I was feeling like, am I wasting time? Like, and I felt like whenever I spent time with people, it didn't feel like that time was being wasted because I was connecting with another individual. Now, true. It's not unless that individual is a waste man, you know. But the thing is, um, 
I don't know why it just came all of a sudden with this Jamaican accent. Sometimes it just be coming out of nowhere sometimes. And I really don't know where it come from. But um, I just feel like, you know, in order for you to be a professional loner, like, you have to understand that, baby, you're not wasting your time with you by yourself. When you My bad, you guys. The uh, audio had cut out. So um, the next topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, discover your thoughts. And where they come from. Like I said, um, something that I do um, as a professional loner, I I meditate. I sit in my thoughts. Sometimes whenever I meditate, I sit in my thoughts. Sometimes I disassociate myself from my thoughts. Because sometimes you need to. Like, sometimes you need to get the fuck out your mind for a minute and just exist. And... um. Just discover your thoughts and see where they come from because being a professional loner, like, you got so much time to work on yourself. So you might as well, like, discover your thoughts. You might as well discover your thoughts and <laughs> see where they come from. Like, you might as well do that. And um, try all the things you want. Like, fuck it, you're alone. Like, try all that shit you fucking want to try. Like... And I say that, like, try, like, for me, like, I was trying, like, being a professional loner here lately, I've been trying to uh, freestyle. So I'd be randomly, like, out of nowhere, out the blue, just start spinning, like, and it's, it's nice to just speak what the fuck just comes out of my mind and not have to worry about what somebody's gonna say, you know? Because, you know, I got them bars and, you know, if people knew that I had them bars, the way I'd be having them bars, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how people would feel. Like, people would probably be like, say the game. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to, like, make these... I'm not even trying to have people have low self-esteem. Like, I'm playing. I'm playing, y'all. I'm not all that of a rapper, but I'm getting there, like... I'm trying to work on my freestyling for real. Like, n- no jokes. Like, all jokes aside. Um, another thing that I want to talk to y'all about. This this, this for my grown folks. I mean, grown. I mean, grown. Uh, healthy masturbation. Yes. When you're alone, practice healthy masturbating. And I say that to say no overstimulating. And no porn each time. You should not. You should not have to watch porn to masturbate. Okay. And that's very. I love my men y'all. But this is very much for my ladies. Do not. I repeat. Do not. Watch porn every time you masturbate. Baby girl. It's so much power in being able to make yourself masturbate. And make yourself come from just your own mind, your own desire of getting gushy. Like, I'm being for real. I'm being so for real. And while you're at it, go ahead and practice a guided meditation. Since you want to be a professional loner, I'm going to show you how to do it. How to fucking do it. Guided meditations while you're masturbating. Please try it. Don't knock it till you try it. And um, I got a really good uh, guided. <laughs> my bad. I got a real good guided meditation for my ladies. If you guys 
want it, please DM me at the model with two E's for thee. Um, but I'm being so serious. Like, try a guided meditation instead of watching porn each time. Like, do not watch porn every time you masturbate. Because that spirits, them, them spirits are still coming out. Okay? The spirits are still coming out of that individual. Okay? Because you're both tapping into your sacral energy. It's not about, oh, is this nigga really physically penetrating me? No. It's not about that. It's about y'all both tapping into your sacral energy. Motherfuckers may have uh, other energy alignments that are blocked. Blocked as fuck. Foggy, funky, and some more. And then yours is going to be fucked up. Right along with it. You're going to get the symptoms. I'm not even going to tell y'all all of that. Y'all, if y'all want, I'm going to talk about another podcast episode for you guys to make it real special. Um, if you guys want me to talk about sacral uh, energy and why you should be very much overprotective about your sacral energy. Um, but I wanted to also let you guys know, mirror self-love masturbate masturbation is really really good um uh, for for uh the ladies that need to practice on their self-love their self-worth their uh self-care you need to see yourself care for yourself while you're masturbating okay sometimes you need to look just so you can understand I don't need no nigga coming over here doing it look what I'm doing to myself look what I'm already doing to myself like Think about that. Think about that. Like, for real, for real. Anytime you start to feel like, I'm going to need a nigga come, come over here and pound this thing right. No, bitch. Get him from that fucking mirror and you do it the way you need it to be done. Okay? And I promise you, you're going to be like, wow. Like, I'm not, this may be TMI, but whenever I first started med- masturbating, I was not watching porn. And it's simply because porn had traumatized me growing up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that shit traumatized me, and I don't know if it's because I had brothers and like they they um you know they would uh watch porn or whatever. I had brothers that just did not give a fuck, y'all. When I say they did not give a fuck, they did not give a fuck. And so you just you just seen it, and so you know I grew up a certain way. So whenever I seen my brothers feeding into that, I just I honestly was like, this is interesting. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was watching women. Like, I was watching women um, videos before I was watching um, heterosexual folks. But um, anyway, I don't even know why I got into that. But basically, wait, no, I got into that because basically they had traumatized me. Like, just seeing a whole lot of that shit, I just was like, this is gross at this point. This is getting disgusting at this point. Uh, because it's my brothers. I'm like, ew, are these niggas watching this? Why? Uh, disgusting. Uh. And I was younger than them, so I just was like, oh, my God. But uh, back to that mirror self-love, like, now, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Like, now, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, seeing all of that, all of what I seen terrified me as a child. But now me seeing myself and whatever the case may be, it, like, it, does, it doesn't give me the same effect because I've been practicing that mirror self-love. For real. Like, I've, ever since I practiced that mirror self-love, like, whatever it comes to, I'm not going to lie. Like, I used to be insecure. Like, 
when I was first having sex, you know, I was very insecure. I don't know why we got into this, but y'all, we can get into this. Um, if y'all, if y'all want me to get into that, if y'all want me to get into that, let me know. Uh, very much, um, DM me at DLO, the model with two E's. Let me know so that I can, uh, talk about these things for you guys on, uh, the next podcast episode. Let me know that you guys want to, uh, hear me talk about sacral, uh, energy and why you should, uh, be overprotective of it things like that um so this podcast episode is going to end with the magic hour me doing my lonely i love hearing like the guests like magic hour so when this part comes like, i just be like i want to hear somebody else's great news like mine is great but i've been through this great news like <laughs> but um my good news for this week is that i am getting back to self and I'm going through a spiritual awakening. God sees it fit for me to reach that next level, baby. And whenever I reach that next level, baby, y'all think I'm fine now. Wait till this spiritual awakening is completely over, baby. They're going to be like, oh, my God, who is this girl? Who the fuck is she? I'm be like, you know, I forgot who it was in the Bible, but when they came back, God changed their life so much that they wasn't even recognizable, like, I want God to do a work on me like that. And I feel like God is doing that right now. Like the spiritual awakening that I'm going through right now is changing who I am. Literally, it's changing who I am. It's changing my perspective. That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, emotional. Um, I, I wanted to talk about um, emotional addictions. I wanted to talk about letting yourself grow um, because I am going through these things right now in my spiritual awakening and I told you guys I want to share everything with you guys about what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing. And so um, my magic hour is my spiritual awakening. Our God sees it fit for me to go through this spiritual awakening. And my spiritual awakenings happen in waves. Like I like to say that spiritual awakenings are times when God have you not distracted at all, where you're waking up thinking about how you become a better person you're into your day with trying to be devoted and you you know you live each day like that but right now what God is doing to my spirit is different than me uh finding the motivation the discipline to be able to carry out those things and what I got to do spiritually but this is different because God is changing who I am in the process of me giving my all and me doing what I do on a daily to stay spiritually connected and spiritually aligned. Um, God is just doing that as well as just changing who I am and changing uh, my environment as well. And I know that this is who I am becoming is going to be who I need to be. And who I am becoming is getting me prepared for blessings that the former me may not appreciate as much, but I find appreciation in anything that God does. But sometimes when we are stuck in our old ways, we appreciate things a little different. And I understand that God is doing that for me to, for me to understand that the changes that I'm going to be going through is to be appreciated. It's going to be, uh, 
orchestrating me closer to my blessings and my desires and God actually taking time to deal with me and changing who I am is just amazing. But um, I hope you guys are continuing to have a great week. And if you haven't had a good week, I hope that things change over for you by the end of the podcast. You uh, obtain something that can really, really help you um, be able to turn things around because you are in control of your emotions. OK, you are in control of your reality. All right. So as always, thank you for tuning into D-Lo Discussions. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to us on all platforms. And it's very much appreciated when you guys come and grow with this journey with me. Until next time, bye!